0: Live from the 37th Annual Chili Bowl Nationals. I'm here with Tulsa driver Noah Harris. Noah is also the proud owner of Speed Stick Shocks. Noah, you got your midget out here, ready to compete for the week. Uh, what's your mindset right now, going into this week, getting ready
1: for your qualifying night? Um, you know, I'm just trying to do. Uh, I'm trying to do good for the guys who are putting a lot of money into the car. You know, yeah. I think we can make the. Uh, I think we can make the prelim A. I think we got everything we need. Um our spike toyota is fast shocks are good we got some new rubber i think we got everything we need to put on a good showing you know over the last couple years i've watched
0: your midget program really elevate to having the type of equipment that some of the guys you know the the best teams out here have uh what's went into that the last couple years of getting getting the upgrade
1: in your equipment how big of a difference that made for your team it is huge it is huge uh randy turley is a huge uh a huge guy to thank in that um randy has been with us uh i think my dad ran the chili ball three or four times before i was 16 and he was on the car for those years and then he's been on it every year i've ran and this is my uh uh this is my seventh this is my seventh one i've raced now and uh we used to not have this good of equipment and one day he told me find it let me know how much it is and called him up said hey spike toyota right here cost this much and he said come to my office pick up a check tomorrow so huge yeah. in uh helping us step our our uh, equipment up what would have been you know it's, it's always nice to have somebody like that
0: on the team and i think a lot of us racers have people that are behind us that are pumping money into it that don't get anything out of it other than pure enjoyment and just to be a part of the team i know myself i've got some guys like that um but what we know what it's like to have that guy behind you, but what difference has the actual equipment made as far as compared to what you had? Is it one of those deals where, like, you know, did it, did it come, when you had the right equipment, did it come easier to make the setups right? Did just having the horsepower they had, what, what made the difference to, to take you to that next level of being competitive? Because we've seen you run national USAC and Power I shows and you've been competitive in the midget. Uh, you've had some good showings here at the Chili Bowl. So what what has changed as far as getting the right equipment
1: as far as how that feels and and just got you over the hump? The reliability of the Toyota. Before I got that, you know, I was running Fontana's and Gertie's and... Them things don't idle under yellow as well. It's loading up. It's doing all this, and then you know you, you blow one up, and it's harder to get parts. And on top of that, you know they just they either build them to where they have a ton of power, and then it's not drivable. It's like the power band's all funky, and then or they don't, and then it's just not fast enough to keep up with the Toyota and the SR11. And the reliability, we have never we've never went to the track and skipped a beat on anything motor wise once we switched to Toyota. It, that thing can sit there for, you know, we run the sprint car a lot more. That thing can sit there for months. We roll it right outside. It fires right up, rips, clean the fuel system. Like, it, it's just good all the time. And the power band is so nice. It's so drivable. Um, and that's been the major thing um, with us up upgrading our equipment is the reliability of the Toyota. Is, it's above everything else. On the heels of getting your equipment upgraded, you also
0: jumped out into a a business venture, um, making shocks yourself, uh, what what led you into doing that, and how has that helped um, Being having your own race team being able to R&D yourself? How does that helped build your shock program?
1: It's really nice. I notice it more in the micro game than anything, but a lot of the things that I build um, that guys like is stuff that I know felt good when I ran it. And that uh, – it's huge. It's huge because, you know, guys have a problem. They come to me. They show me what they got, and I go, you know, this is what I did. I did this, this, and this. They say, you know, we're giving it to you. We're giving you the range. Do what you think you need to do. And I do it, they put it on, and they go back, and they're like, man, yeah. this is a game changer. Yeah. It is huge, man. You know, the shock adjustment, the, it's so big nowadays even more with just fine-tuning. The fine-tuning so close. You can get so quick. Um, It's it's a huge advantage that I can do it myself, and I don't gotta, I don't gotta pay to make adjustments or anything like that, or or if I don't like it, it's an easy change. So it's huge doing your own shocks. I know you talk about
0: you know guys giving you free reign. When I first came to you to do shocks, I was still of the mindset I didn't quite understand them, but I thought I knew what I liked, kind of thing, and. I told you what i wanted the thing i like about you is you will do exactly what a customer asks you to do but you will also say i think this would be better and i said well i appreciate your insight but please build it what the way i want Mm -hmm. i think it was within by the end of that season i brought you that shot back and said okay do what you want that didn't work
1: that you (laughs) know worked better (laughs) i try to always at least tell people what I, i always tell them i'll build you what you want but this is what I would do just to sometimes just pick their brain yeah. and make them think about the problem they're having yeah. and try to explain more about how the shock is actually working. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a, I get a lot of theories. People come to me and ask me questions about, Oh, you know, my shock, uh, if I run it, uh, you know, body down, it's a two, four, but if I flip it over, <laughs> is it a four, two? Right. So there's a lot of people who just don't, I'm it. not dogging on them, but they yeah. don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I try to at least, uh, help ease their mind on that and be like yeah. this is what it's doing this is how it's working you're having this problem this is what I would do and this is why I would do it if you still want what you want I'll build it for you yeah I'll absolutely
0: give people what they want but you know I had actually just talked about this week with my dad we were talking about shocks and uh used to for instance the guy you drive for Kelly Fody. he would ask me what well what shock are you running on this corner and I would say I'm running a five He'd be like no what pressure I don't know. It's a five. Yeah. I'm like, it's a five. It's a five. You know, like that's what it is. And he goes, now nah, you got to know what pressure it is. I didn't understand that stuff until you actually set me down and taught me how to read a shock dyno graph. And then also you showed me how you showed me three or four different manufacturers that had different pressures for a five.
1: Yeah. So and there's I, a lot that goes into that as well, because a lot of guys, when they start breaking the surface of shocks and how they work, they look at their they look at their three-inch number um, on the front right rear, and then they start looking at the one-inch number on the left rear. But there's so much going on with high speed and extremely low speed and zero point that you could have one shock that they're both, uh, you know, they both could be, you know, 100 pounds at three, but they could have a different way of how they get to that, point and then what they do after that point. The three-inch number may be exactly the same, but this one may not have any zero point, and this other one may have 50 pounds of zero. And then one may, you know, at 10 inches a second, may be, um, you know, 200, and one may be 350. There's so much going on. And I
0: think that's where it's beneficial to build a relationship with your shock builder Mm -hmm. because I can come to you now, and rather than me trying to figure out what. I need to do I can just talk to you about the problem I'm having and we can look at where we're at and you can make those suggestions I think hey this is identical we can make it identical here but we can add this there
1: right to, to help fix that I love you know and I, I love it takes up a lot of my day but I love building that with customers and talking about that stuff. excuse me one because I love it um, and it's my job but two because I, I like when we can do that and then they can give me feedback after. And a lot of time, it's positive feedback. They're yeah. always like, man, I love it. This is what it needed. Sometimes they're like, you know, we need to go a little farther. Or yeah. Sometimes, oh, I think we went too much. But most of the time, they love it. Yeah. And that's very, uh, it's a lot of uh, satisfaction to get something like that out of your job. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of satisfaction, what does this week at the Chili Bowl look like You for you to be able to go home and be satisfied?
1: Uh, if I can be racing after opening ceremonies in a C. Yeah. I think I'll be happy with that. I've done that. Uh, I've done that one year. I've raced after open ceremonies. I ran a C. Um, in that particular case, uh, I had to run a D, and I transferred out of it and I went to the back of the C. And then, you know, opening ceremonies they just reworked the track, yeah. so I'm starting at the back and it's locked down heavy. So if I can try to put myself to where I'm at the front of a C um, after opening ceremonies and maybe yeah. make a B, yeah. I would be extremely so happy with that. At that
0: point. You don't need to be racing on Saturday until after opening ceremonies, because if you're racing
1: before that, you're putting yourself on the back and on a fresh track. Right, yeah. right. If you, it's almost if you're not already in the C, you're almost screwed yeah. because you can you can start back there and you can have a great day and you can transfer out of some features, but if you're just looking at the status of oh I made the C on Saturday or I made the B on Saturday. If you're not already in the C to where you're going to be starting at the front, even if you come out of the D, the track's going to be so heavy after opening ceremonies. I mean, pretty much where those guys start or where they're going to finish. So if you have any chance at all, I mean, you really need to be at the front of the C after opening ceremonies. Otherwise, you're probably that's probably going to be your last race for sure if you're starting at the back. Have you done the math yet to understand what a prelim
0: night looks like to make it to accomplish your goal of being at minimum at the front of a B, like what's the worst you can do tonight to be at the front of a C? I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I want to say it depends on where you finish in the A. Like they'll say like, oh, if you finish, you know, 10th through 13th, you're going to be in, a D in this e race. or something. Yeah. I want to say the prelim A I made, uh, I, f- I may have finished like 15th or something like that. The track took rubber that year. Kyle Larson won. Meserol took second. You remember that year? It was two years ago. Yeah. It was a Tuesday night. Yeah, it took rubber, so I think I finished fifteenth, and that put me at the front of a D. So, I don't know. I probably got to finish tenth or something. I don't know.
0: I think I think with your talent, um, the equipment that you have, I feel like a top ten on a prelim night is not out of the question for you at all.
1: I'm confident. I'm confident I can do it. I don't want to be, uh, you know, I want to be uh, humble about it, but I am. uh, I am confident we can make it happen
0: going to make a celebrity appearance in the middle of this episode as I'm passing
1: by. Hello from Lane Goodman to the Passing Points audience. Love you guys. You should go get us a drink so we can shout him out.
0: <laughs> He's taking off running now. Yeah. Go get some Victory oh, Fuel.
1: Oh, I wasn't even going to tell the people what it was until we had it in hand. Oh, yeah. Have you tried the bad Victory market. Fuel, though? I, I did. Oh, it's good. I actually, uh, so I did try it the other day. It's almost, I don't know how to say this, and it's this is not in a bad way. It's got like a, like a a like a flat... Or like a maybe like a so how I like describe, a leaner Capri Sun taste. Okay, so how I described
0: it was very light. Uh, it's thin. It's light. It's so I I told, I told yeah. my wife I said I actually could see my and I told it's like a Capri this, Sun light and it's good. It's and great. I said this while Lane was standing there after he tried, had let me try some. I said I could see myself like on a hundred degree
1: day actually drinking this, wanting this, it, be it being cold. Yeah. Oh yeah, here we go. Now we got some Victory Fuel throttle punch, <laughs> and it's cold. Oh. Oh yeah. There we go. Live taste test of Victory Fuel on the podcast. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna get the crack in here. Oh. oh yeah. Good stuff. Oh yeah. So one thing I thought about Victory Fuel,
0: I thought it was an energy drink. It mm-hmm. is not an energy drink. No. It is ah, it's great. It's it great. Is a it really is. low sugar, with vitamins, caffeine free, electrolytes, kid friendly, no dyes, things of that nature. And right now we got the throttle punch. Um, like a light fruit punch flavor. Yeah. Uh, it's good stuff.
1: It's like a Capri Sun almost. It is. It's, it's great. a grown
0: up Capri Sun. Um, but
1: this is something that you can, you can easily drink on a hot summer day at the racetrack to help replenish. Well, I'll tell you this, the week of the shootout, I had the flu or something. Okay. I had the flu or something yeah. and I really needed to stay hydrated and I got a case of these. I think a 12 come in and I probably drank eight yeah. the first day. Yeah. And it it honestly made me feel better. Like, I felt like it was actually hydrating me and making my body feel better. So
0: if anybody out there is familiar, on a hot summer day, you can drink a regular Gatorade, and it's just very heavy. It almost makes your stomach hurt if you drink too much. Right. Yeah. I actually try to drink Powerade because it's a little bit lighter Uh than Gatorade. But this actually takes it even further. Like, at the racetrack, I typically try to drink water in between, which is smart. But there's going to be times where you need to replenish, and I would try to have a Powerade at the end of the night. Yeah. This is actually something I feel like you can drink in between races. Absolutely, and not upset absolutely. Your Low
1: calories, only thirty calories. That's awesome. Yeah, six grams of sugar. Six grams of sugar. I yeah. mean, that's awesome. It's very light. But. It's uh, you know, active support, vitamin charge, immunity. Maybe that's what was making me feel better. It had some immunity properties in there. It's really great. You know, I want them to come out with a blue flavor, like a I say favorite, blue flavor, like a like a blue raspberry. So I asked
0: Lane. I don't know if I'm supposed to say it or not. But he said there is like six more flavors coming. And he said he was fairly certain that one, because I said the same thing. I wanted a blue raspberry.
1: That's my favorite. I said, I
0: want a blue raspberry or a berry type flavor. And he said, I think there is a berry type flavor coming out.
1: So, this thing is awesome. You know, I got a, I uh, I also don't know if I should say this on air, but I got a sneak peek uh, of Kevin's car, like early. Mm-hmm. I went over to the uh, Andersons one night. So, yeah. And it was at the was Andersons shop, and I was like, oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, this thing's looking nice. Like, yeah. Victory Fuel, which I'd already I'd already been drinking at the shootout, so I already knew about the drink. Yeah. But uh, nobody had seen the car yet, and it's a really good-looking car. I like the two-tone How One side's white, the other side's red. My dad had a couple cars when I was a kid. He did that same thing. He, he painted
0: the car a different color on each side. And uh, there's Kevin there. Yeah. So that's what we ought to do get kevin on here and talk about because it's got pretty i don't know if you've read the story on the can yeah. behind it but uh it's
1: pretty cool how you come about wanting to do this thing so no that's awesome that he's uh i got a major respect for some hustlers man yeah. i hustle every day and yeah. he hustles every day and he don't let his circumstance stop him and i love it yeah I absolutely love it well no it's been fun um uh, wishing you the best of luck like i said earlier
0: I have all the confidence in you that you can pull off a top ten on your pre- prelim night. Um, what night is your prelim night? Be Thursday. Thursday. Just to give you fans out there an idea of how committed this guy is to doing well at his craft. Uh, it is Tuesday afternoon, and I rolled up on him, putting a right rear on his tire or right rear on his car, measuring tire spacing, things of that nature. I said, "You racing tonight?" He goes, "No, I'm just making sure everything's right." So you're literally out here two days before, tape measure to the thing, just making sure everything's right.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: trying to sleep better at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that won't happen until it's over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I probably won't sleep
0: good till Friday. Every little bit helps. Or Thursday though. night, I guess. So, All right. Well, wish you the best of luck. Um, appreciate you taking the time to talk about racing and the uh, shocks. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you again, talking about spectacular results. Awesome. Thank you.